Okay, we start off this year's Parshas Matos Masay, and we uh, come to the climax of Sefer Bamidbar, the fourth section of the Torah, and we start off with the Parsha, the section of Nidarim. As we know, the Sefer starts off, Vaidabar Moshe, the, this Parsha starts off, Vaidabar Moshe al Rosh Matos, Moshe says to the Rosh Matos, Zeadabar Shativ Hashem, Hashem commanded you this, Ishkidar Nedar Hashem, O Yishava Shvua, Lesser Yishol Nafsho, Lo Yachel Dvaro. If a person makes a neder, they cannot violate, they cannot mechulin, they cannot desecrate their word. Everything that he says he's going to do, he needs to do. That's the Lashon of Oyacha Dvaro, the Isser. Rashi quotes, Lo yichalel dvaro, lo dvarav chulin. One shouldn't make their words chulin, like not serious and, and mundane. It has to be holy. Everything that comes out of our mouth has to be holy. And therefore, uh, we cannot violate. Chazal tell us in Chagiga, beginning of source number one, Pirju Chazal, who eno miachel avalachirim ochalin dvarav. He cannot change his words, he cannot undo his words, but others, as we know, the concept of Hatara Sadarim, a Yachin Mumche can get rid of this, can get rid of this idea, get rid of this nether. Says the Darky Musa, says of Naiman. From this parsha, we see the power of the Chachamim and the requirements that the uh, we need to have the idea that we need to constantly have a relationship, as we will see with a with a Rebbe. Kilo Rock, we spoke about this already last week uh, from Revolbi, but same idea coming up here. Kilo Rock bin Yoni Mominus, Himichol Masos Hefker Bezin. Not only in the world of monetary laws, we know halachically they can control my assets. Ella Afilu bin Yoni Yisurim, Yishlam Koach Levatel Majonim Osral Atzmo. It's unbelievable. I can make something Asr and they can undo it. They can say it's not Asr based on different uh, reasons and excuses. That's exactly what the Klayakar tells us on this Pasik. The Darky Musa quotes the Klayakar. What's the message of the Klayakar? Kikishem Shaha'ah, what's the message of Nidarim according to the Klayakar? Kikishem Shaha'ah Vahabal, Yesh Biyadam Lahafer. The fa- a father, a husband, has the power to be Mefer. Mitam Shakal Isha Bershus Bailo O Bershus Because there's one Rishus. They're connected. And a husband or a father at certain ages is able to uh, control the nidarim of the daughter or the wife. And when they're not because they always have. The daughter always has in mind what her father would want. Ka call me Israel, who Bershuz Bezdin. So to every Jew is in the Bershuz Bezdin, Bezdin. Every Jew is, so to speak, in the Bershuz of the Bezdin, and we have to follow what the Bezdin says. Right, only in one area do we say Bafarish. But really, our lives, our lives must be in sync with Bezdin. And says the Klayakar, if they, the Rabbanon, are not maskim, then the neder falls away. Explains the Darkim Musa. That's exactly what the message is of Nadarim. We have to be kashur to the Chachamim. We have to be kashur to those who lead us spiritually. If, for some reason, my Rebbeim don't think what I'm doing is correct, Mevatal 
One of the four Leimalias listed at the end of Perkiavos, Albinas Chal Tisha'ein. We have to realize that it's not all Tali on me. We have to go with the relationship with our Rabbanon, and that affects all areas of our life. A nether, what does that have to do? I made a nether that I don't want to eat a hamburger. What does that have to do with my Rebbe? The answer is all areas are colored by my relationship with my Rebbe and what he might have to say about the matter. And he gets this from a beautiful insight into the Gemara, the beginning of Brachas that many of us are familiar with. The Gemara tells us that when David Melech went to sleep, there was a kinor, there was a harp that was hanging. Kinor hayatolah l'malah mimatoso shal David. Kivin shigiyah chatzos alayla when chatzos came. Haisa ruach tzfonis menasheves bo. There was a northern wind that blew. V'tekef hayat David kam v'lomad. And David got up and he learned until al chalam anashachar. And after that, nichuzu eslochach me Yisrael. And after that, the chachamim came in and said, Adonia Melech amcha Yisrael tzricha parnasa. They came and said, David, what are we going to do? The Am needs Parnassah. One second. David was just involved in Ruchnius for five hours. He got up at Chatzos, and he went and davened and learned and was Osek. And all of a sudden they say, how do we make a living? How do we make sure that everybody has Parnassah? Lachar Bilti Muvan asks the Dark Yemutzer, Eze Kesher Yesh, L'Bakasha Asam, Shalchachme Yisrael, Al Parnassah, Lulimudo Shal David, Ad Sha'alam Anashachar. What's the, what's the connection between their question and what David's been doing? The answer is because when somebody is engrossed in Torah and we trust their emuna, obviously they have to be involved and know about the psak or know about the realities. David's not going to give a, an answer not knowing what the uh, economic situation is and the financial situation and, and famine and drought. He has to know all of those. But all of that will be colored, right? Rav Shlomo Zalman didn't guess. He learned the intricacies of all the electricity and science before he gave it psaac. So, so too. But all the, the, the Torah world colored how he viewed everything. And therefore, says the Daki Moser, based on the Klayakar, that's what the Parsha of Nadorim teaches us. That all of our life we have to be connected to our Rebbe, and we have to um, confide in him and ha- ask him the questions that we need again. And depending in uh, in uh, which circle one one uh, finds themselves, again, there are different views about how, you know, what types of questions. Everybody agrees that one has to have a Rebbe and one has to be close to their Rebbe. You know, how far does that one go in terms of the types of questions to ask? There, there is a range and one should talk to their Rebbe about uh, this topic and how to understand. But the message is a true message uh, across the board. Okay. So we continue now, one message about Nadarim. Now we move on to the Milchama, the next parak, parak Laman Aleph, talks about Midian, right? This started back with the Bilam. Hashem says to Moshe, you have to take Nekama. Nekomnik Maspene Yisrael, Mesa Midianim. After what they did, then they will be gathered. Then you, Moshe, will be gathered in. This is your last your last job before you give your long speech, which is Sefer Dvarim. So Moshe gathers the Am and says, everybody go to take Nikmas Hashem. We discussed in past years, while Hashem calls it Nikmas B'nai Yisrael, Moshe calls it Nikmas Hashem. Hashem is worried about B'nai Yisrael's covet. Moshe is worried about Hashem's covet. And he gives them instructions what to do. Exactly. And then what happens when they come back? When they come back, Moshe gets very upset. Moshe and Elazar, the Nasib, go out to greet them. Moshe gets very angry. Moshe gets angry. That are coming in from the war. I gave you instructions what to do. 
You didn't follow. These women, these were the women that were the ones that seduced the Jews to commit terrible crimes and terrible sins against Hashem. I told you what to do. And I can't believe it. So Moshe gets angry. Vayiksof Moshe. He gets angry. Say Chazal. Moshe got angry here. And because he got angry, in the very next section, what do we have? Vayomer Elazar HaKohen. Elazar HaKohen gives instructions what to do and how to kasher. Says Rashi, Say Chazal, Pasach Chaf Aleph, L'fisheba Moshe L'chlal Ka'as, B'lechlal Tos. Because Moshe got angry, he made a mistake. Or he just forgot. Rashi quotes. Again, Rashi could quote Chazal and say this, and that we could learn the message. Moshe Rabbeinu got angry. Did Moshe Rabbeinu have a good excuse about getting angry now? He gave instructions to Klal Yisrael. He told them what to do, and they come back and they didn't fulfill it. Did he have every good excuse to get angry? Yes. And yet, Balachlaltos. Says Reb Chayesh Mulevitz in the Sichas Musar. Mamar Pezayim. There are so many Mamarim that we have that talk about the Genus of Ka'as. Even the Shechina is not Chashev. Mishakech Talmudo. Mosif Tipshus. Biyadua Shavonosa. Marubin Mishchoyosa. All these terrible Chazals. Kol HaKoweis. Komine Gehenim Sholtenbo. Person is out of control. Gehenim is overtaking him. Says Rav Chaim Shmulevit. It's not just in Onesh that Hashem gets upset because Ka'as is a terrible sin and therefore we get punished. No. Right, it's not just an Onesh. That's true. Is Moshe getting punished here? Moshe didn't do anything wrong. Technically, he, they didn't listen to him. But it's something natural, says Rav Levitz. We lose something. We are no longer on the state when we lose ourselves. And that's what the Gemara says in Psachim. What does that mean? If somebody gets angry and they're wise, they lose their wisdom, what, they just forget? Their brain empties out? With some wisdom? No. It doesn't take away any wisdom. It's just that a person is in it. Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe didn't know it. Moshe knew it. But he couldn't. He couldn't. Because he was angry. Also, you're a different person. Right? Remember the Gemara that tells us Eliav got super angry at David Amelech. Why did Eliav get angry? He was David's older brother. What does Chazal say? Maybe he was the one that was destined, the son of Yishai, to be the king. Eliav gets angry at David, he loses. He loses his position. We lose who we are, not as a punishment, just as a natural uh, functioning of what anger does to a person. Next page. Obviously, if we want to work on our kas, on our anger, we have to work on ourselves. We have to go through all the, we have to go through shar hakas in the archa sadikim. We have to learn all of the uh, chazals about it. And we have to learn all the chazals like this week's parsha. But again, we have to realize that even if we have a good excuse, which we always have a good excuse, we always think that we have a good excuse. Somebody cut me off, somebody did something to me, and even if we do have a good nobody's arguing that it's not a good excuse. But how we react is still up to us. 
Hadavar Pashid, he writes in the next paragraph. Shokaso Shalmosha, Bimachabes Bidyon Kidinoya. It was appropriate. Shari Ikarat Sivui, Vitakhlas Hamilchamaya Linkoma Zikbatashem Bidyon. It was to take the Kama. Vikibacha Mikhsholi Yisrael Haya Debros Bidyon. How could you leave them alive? Vikhainami Bimosiraymon, he gets angry. How do you leave the Mun? Right, so many times. And yet, Vyafal Pike, next paragraph. Kivan Shakaas Nisami Menu Halacha. Why? Because it's not a punishment, he says again, line 30. Who inyan tivi. Shemitsi uso shalakas. So reif es chachmoso shaladim. It just burns up a person's wisdom. It burns up what a person adds. Ve'en nafkamina klau bekach. And there's no nafkamina shakasu betzedek vedinu sheyichyot. That it's appropriate and it's right. And you have every reason to get angry. That's not the issue. And you find that he quotes in a totally different context. Nothing to do with chachma, so to speak, but having to do with nevuah. We find it. Next paragraph. After we sk- I skip some. Okay, Navi. Remember the last story that we have of Eliyahu Navi when he was alive, right? But when he was alive in the physical, Eliyahu he was taking a walk with his Talmud Elisha, and all of a sudden he goes up. Allah b'sara shemaima. But before that, Elisha was walking with Eliyahu, and the psukim tell, tell us. In the beginning of Malachim Beis, that people, whenever they, wherever they met, they went, uh, groups of Nevi'im. And the groups of Nevi'im say to Elisha, Elisha, you know your, your Elio is gonna, is leaving today. You know Elio is, is leaving today. Everyone! And he says, stop it, stop it, stop it, don't tell me that. But they knew. They knew that this is what was gonna happen. Hayadata ki adonecha. Right? Every, they keep saying that to him. And then finally it happens. Right? He goes up in the chariot of fire, and he comes back. He, Elisha, comes back alone. And all of a sudden, those same Nevi'im say, where's Elio? Where's Elio? And, and Elisha says, he left. And they say, we don't believe you. Elio, no, we we're going to look for him. And they look for him. Well, I don't understand. Yesterday, yeah, uh, I mean, earlier, right? Rashi quotes. Rashi quotes on line four. There in Malachim. Emesh Amrlo, that yesterday they said, well, today he's leaving. And today, Vachshav Nela, ma'am, Hechanu, what happened? From the day that Elio's presence was what was mashpia on all of the nevuah. And once that was removed, once Elio was removed, so then the, it didn't, didn't stay. But ask the Rav Chayesh Volevitz, I don't understand. But they knew it. They knew it. It was knowledge. Says Rechayesh Malevitz, because knowledge is not something that happens, that it stays with us forever. It's not like I'm holding a ball, and then no matter what happens, I'm still holding physically the ball. No, wisdom is not like that. Wisdom and intellect could be lost based on something that I do, or based on something that someone else is involved in. By Elio, it was that he left. Ka'as is that we leave ourselves. Memela, the Chachma, the Nevua is no longer with us. Shemikivashi Sigana Adam are Yodeosam. Ela Nevua, he has Saga, Tuliya, Bedargaso, Ubamatsavaso, Shaladam Azochalaze. And it's, if it's, if we don't keep ourselves on that level, it's not going to happen. So it's something natural, and we all know, we all have to work on this, we all know that this is something that the Rambam and Chazal talk about all the time. Rav Yerucham also talks about it on the Parsha in the next source where he quotes the Rashi. Harisha Kodem Akas even says, Be Medayik in Rashi. Sheba Moshe Lechlal Kas, Ba Lechlal Tos. It doesn't even say Likas. It says Lechlal Kas. If somebody even comes close to Kas, we have to make sure 
that we do what we can to stay far away. Lichla, not even, lichla, not even close to it. Like the Mepharshim point out in Pirkei Avos. Not even to the Yadit, not even to the handle of an Avera, we have to do our best to stay Menuchas HaNefesh, Menuchas Shalvas HaNefesh, and even if something happens again, and, and it takes training, because at the moment when we're involved in the situation, it's already too late. We're already angry, and we have to, tr- it's, I shouldn't say it's too late, it's very hard. And we have to do what we can, we have to count, we have to try to think of all the stories that we know of, of those who control their anger, but the best thing to do is to condition ourselves to be people who are Noach, uh, Lirtzos, and Kasha, and Kasha Lichos. Okay, moving right along. Oh, just one, uh, Hosav, a couple of uh, books quote Revelil Lapian, the Levelio, that whenever even he has to, he had to berate his children for doing something wrong. He said, you know what, I need, I'm going to hold back. And he waited a couple of days. And then he said what they did wrong. And then he gave them Tochacha to make sure that he wasn't being done out of kas, but it was being done out of just what's good for my, for my child. Okay, so now we get to the major topic Discussed here in Parshas Matos, and that is B'nai Gadu B'nai Rufi. Paraklam and Vase. Very difficult Rashi, which maybe we've, uh, even in the Psukim, which maybe we've been bothered by in the past, but I don't know if we've ever given a, a, um, an approach that takes into account the entire picture. What happens here? The first thing we know about B'nai Gadu B'nai Ruvain is their cattle, is their property. And that, of course, is the root of much of the problem, as Chazal pick up on. Vayiru, they see, Eretz Yazer, Eretz Gilad, They see it's a great place for pasture. They come to Moshe Rabbeinu and they say, we like it very much here. There's a lot of, of land. And the Pasuk tells us in Dalid, And they make a deal. If we find favor in your eyes. Let us have this. Right? We don't want to cross the Yardane. Right? Let us stay here. We like it here. There's a lot of space here. We could deal with this. Let's, uh, let us, uh, let us live here. And what does Moshe Rabbeinu respond? Moshe Rabbeinu gets very upset, as we know. What are you doing? You're doing exactly what the Miraglim did. They came to Nachaleshko, and Hashem got angry then. And aren't you doing the same? Aren't you doing the same thing? I can't believe you're doing this. Um, a lot of Haron Af. But Chazal pick up on something specific that they did wrong, and maybe that was what part of what Moshe Rabbeinu was, was very upset about. And what is that? The Medrash... Rashi quotes the Medrash. If you look in source number six, the Be'er Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Misalant quotes the Medrash, and this is going to be his starting point of a major thesis, how to understand B'nei Gedem B'nei Ruvain, with a beautiful message for us. Says the Medrash, Rav, They focus on the... The, the Torah and the Risham leave conceal the fools, they go to smaller. What does that mean? Second part of the Medrash, though. That's the one that's important for us. They made the Iker Tafel, they made the Tafel Iker. What happened? They showed more love and concern for their money and for their property 
and their animals more than their families. What do they say first? First, they say, we're going to build stuff for our animals, right? Pasuk Tezayin. Right, even afterwards, they say, what's their offer? We're going to build the places for our animals. And then for our families, Moshe says, that's what you're worried about first. First, do it for your families, and then for your sheep, and then for your cattle. This is the Machlokas that many of us are familiar with. Quoted in Rashi. If you think about it, those are going to be Saul Bissalat. It is very hard to understand. Let's, let's give them some credit. But they got it, but they Ruvain. They really liked their, their oxen more than their children. They really were more concerned. I mean, these are the, these are the, uh, the Dordea, the Mon. Look, how are we supposed to understand this? The top of the page, top right column. They saw Moshe, Aaron, Miriam. They were in such a state. That is so hard to understand. The lowest of the low of society. They, they focus and they value their children more than their property. Yes, okay, we have. Yeah, we, we, do, we do have that chazal at the end of brachas. But in general, how do you, how do you say that these whole these shvatim had that attitude? That their money was more, was more chashev. Very difficult, very difficult and strong question. Says the... Be'er Yosef. V'yitachem l'havin b'zeh 14. Ki be'emes l'fi seder ha'nitzachom b'mechemes Moshe Yisom Sichon v'og. Think about this for a minute, says the Be'er Yosef. According to the way that they won the war. U'lofi ofan kibushem es artsam. Tzodkohem l'fi daitam. B'mashek dimu. If you look at it closely, says the Be'er Yosef, they weren't wrong. They had a good claim if we really understand what they were saying and why they said it. The fact that they said Gidro and then because as we will see and we'll see why the Ikra Voda that they had in front of them was for their animals. They didn't need places for their families. It was easy, much easier. It was much easier. They thought there was one detail that wasn't so easy, as we're going to explain. And Moshe corrected them in that detail. Showed them the mistake. And the reason that Chazal, Chazal revealed to us the root of their mistake was that they cared about their property. Not that they cared about their property more than they cared about their, their children. Of course not. Really, though, it made sense, if you look at the context, that their property would be taken care of first because that would take a lot more work. For their children, they didn't have to work so hard. And that's why they chose it. But Moshe Rabbeinu corrected the mistake that they did make. So now let's explain what exactly he is talking about. Says the Bear Yosef. 
Line 30. We have to remember, in order to understand this thought, this approach that he's going to have, we have to remember a Rashi from Parshas Chukas. Back in Parachaf Aleph, Pasaf Gimel, there's a Rashi towards the end of Chukas that explains that when B'nai Yisrael fought Sichon Melech Emori, and he refused, he refused, he said, no way, they came out to war. They came out to war. Right, the Pasuk says, He did give them the opportunity to come. They came out to the desert to fight. They came out. Says Rashi. And this is the secret. We don't pick up on this. Because we're not focusing on the Matos Masse issue. But says Rashi there in Chukas, Amr HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he's, he quotes at line 34, What am I going to do? I'm going to make Kalei Yisrael go into every city, besiege every city. It's going to take so long. It's going to be difficult. You know what? I'm going to make it easy, says Hashem. I'm going to put it in the hearts of all the warriors to go out of the cities. To gather in one spot so that when they lose to my nation, they'll be in one place. That's what Israel did time and again. The women and children were left in the cities. The men were the ones that came out to war, and they won the wars on the, in the battlefield, not in the cities. In other words, the cities were not destroyed. The cities were still intact. The battles were fought outside. Nimsa, 42. Those areas were not conquered. They didn't go there to besiege them and destroy them. Outside. So what happened when B'nai went into these cities? They were perfect. They were built. They found pots and food and, and, and everything furnished. Everything was perfect. Say the Ruvain and God, we don't really need so much to build for our kids. The houses are there. The family, that's where they lived because they had come out to the battlefield. And therefore, they didn't need, not that they valued in general, but they didn't have to build a new what they do, they had a lot of cattle. They had a lot of animals. Meaning the kids could go in right now, be in the house, we'll work on the cattle, which is the big job, and then we'll finish up the tinkering that the house needs. That was the need in front of them. And for that, you have to have new, totally new stables. And that's why they didn't think they were asking anything wrong. We know, of course, our kids, we value our kids more. But there's a place for our kids to be in the interim. Because for the tzon, I say, Iker avoda. So that sounds great. Sounds like they had a perfect plan and it made sense. But now the question is, so what was their mistake? So what, what, why was Moshe so upset? Why was Moshe so angry? What was the root of their Avera? Says the Per Yosef. 
Moshe Rabbeinu told them, you think you could just move into these Sichon and Og houses? You think these houses are appropriate for a Ben Torah and Avdi Hashem just to move in? The values that are all over the walls of this house, the way it's set up, the way it looks? No, no, no. You can't just move into a house like this. Right, to build a new house. You take out the Avodazara. That's all you need to do. Our houses don't look like anybody else's houses. Other, other nations that conquer other nations, they can go right in. Am Yisrael. No, no, no. We have bookcases. Right? We have, we have kosher kitchens. We have a totally different lifestyle. And what's the focus of the house? What's in the center of the house? To go right in, to go into the, to go into the, uh, to the, uh, to the houses, right? That is not something that is, uh, can be, that's not something that can be, um, just moved into. Moshe tells them, no, no, you gotta change over. This is Avoda. You think that you can do a little bit, but the Icar is for the animals? No, no, no. The Icar is not for the animals. The Icar is for the kids. The Icar is setting up a new place for the kids. And that's what needed to be done. He quotes similar, like what the Rambam says in the beginning of Hilchaz Avodazari. He quotes a little bit of the, of the uh, history. But turning over now to source number eight. This is why Valachain, razu to uproot the influence that is in the walls, really, of these of these houses. Tzarech laros, ulashaber, valintos. You got to break down and you have to rebuild all of these makomos. Olashanos called tzuros ha'arim to change the tzura. What's in the center of the city? Where's the shul? Where's the base medrash? Where's the stores? Everything. Called tzuros ha'arim shaloyi ra'ev aloyi matzei bahem shum zecher emunarav nishchasa. Nothing is left, as the Torah tells us later on. Abed ta'abdun. That's Moshe being misakin there ta'ut. And then once you do that, then your kids can move in. And that's what Moshe says in 15, on line 15. Binu built. To build them again. Our kids will our kids will live there. Our kids will stay there. Our kids will settle there. Right? That's that's all. That's all we need. Right? That's, I'm sorry. Yashav tapenu No, no, no. They won't yashav. You have to build. Flip it around. That beautifully explains what they were thinking and how Moshe Rabbeinu corrected their mistake. And what do they do? They get the message. So they answer. Right, they, they corrected themselves. They corrected themselves because they knew. They knew they have to rebuild. They knew this is what they want. But 
Chazal still tell us what caused that mistake. What caused them to not recognize what Moshe Rabbeinu was telling them? What caused? Because they still had a netiyah. They still had a focus on their assets too much. They were still too much into the Gashmias. And that's why the whole Parsha starts off. The first words of the Parsha start off with, Umikneraf. Right, that start, that gets us, gets it all rolling. Top left. Vehine, Sibas, Tausa, Bitchila, Shabadegarabade Rubain. Atobashabenu, Gilulona Chaza, Chazal tell us. Shasiba, Lazel, I saw, Bishop Sheikr, Shailasam, Bitchilas, Pakashasam. That was in the values that had a very high level in the value system. And that's what Chazal tell us. That was the problem. That was the root that led to there, even if it was unsubconsciously, even if they didn't realize it. But this value system was too much. And that is why the Ber Yosef continues and says that's exactly what the, the Medrash is telling us about Moshe Rabbeinu Leiv Chacham Liamino, Leiv Chaksil Lismolo, that's Moshe, that's Bnei Gadam Bnei Ruvain. They were Machavi, they're Mamon, right? They made the Iker tough and the tougher Iker. Line 37. Not literally, but deep down there was too much focus on their, pro- on their property, on their assets, and that is why Moshe Rabbeinu had to correct them and had to uh, help them get into the proper into the proper focus, and that's what the uh, he ends off by saying. We have to know what to value. We have to know what to give the quantity of our time to. We have to know what to give the quality of our time to. We have to know just in terms of our our, our archin, in terms of our value system. What do, what do our kids see? That we value most. What do we get so excited about? The most excited about when we get, when a new safer comes out. Do our kids see that we're unbelievably excited? We give the safer a kiss. We bring it to the Shabbos table. We can't hold ourselves back with the safer. Or do they see us more getting more excited about the uh, the new phone that we get? Whatever one uh, wants to substitute in. Okay, we can be excited about a new gadget. But we have to be at least, or hopefully more excited, about the eternal items that are going to last for us uh, forever, that we're going to take with us uh, as long as we live. Okay, moving right along. We know also, continuing and staying with B'nai Gada B'nai Ruvain, right? we know we have three thoughts in, three thoughts in Masa, three in Masa, but uh, we'll have four really in Masa. B'nai Gada B'nai Ruvain. Right, one more. We know B'nai Gada B'nai Ruvain is the source for Mishpatei Hatznoim. Right, all the rules and regulations of making conditions, right, that is written here in Parsha's, in Parsha's Matos. And the question is, right, we know the Ramam tells us in Hilchas Adarim and elsewhere that there are certain rules and regulations for a neder. That if a neder is meaningless, so then it is not a neder. If somebody makes a neder, that they're going to do something that's impossible, so that's not a neder. So the question is, uh, was, is asked, so what about if something is possible, but it wasn't really meant in the way that it was originally formulated. Or a similar discussion, and that is you have it in the Chashuke Chemed, in source number 10, Rav Zilberstein in the Sefer HaMesechah's Gitin Dafei Dalid, right, the end of Gitin, that part of Gitin talks all about Tznoim and conditions on Gerashin and elsewhere, right, he quotes a story, that one time a Balchuva came to ask a Rav by Kiddush Levana. Is it appropriate when we say Kiddush Levana, we say, Kishem Shani Roki Kenegdech. We say to the moon, so to speak. Just like I am dancing in front of you, Ve'eni Yachlan Gobach, and I can't touch you, so too my enemies shouldn't be able to touch me. Is that really true? Bismana after 1969? Right after man walked on the moon? Kishem Shani Roki Kenegdech. Harevi Ameno Yeshna Tachanot Chalal. Ubnei Adam Ohol Amli Arayach. 
Right? We walk on the moon. Right? Some people did touch the moon. Okay, not in their spacesuit, but again, is that called Nagia? So, says Rav Zilberstein, well, that relates to a discussion in Nidarim relating to conditions. I'm sorry, in Gittin about Nidarim relating to conditions. Or the same, same, uh, um, Parallel discussion. I mentioned Nidarim, but it's really Tanaim, right? I, I kind of misspoke before. There are Nidarim that have to be possible, but also conditions that have to be possible. If somebody makes a Tanai, the guy there says, right, that you're going to go up to the heavens. If it's a Tanai that's impossible to fulfill, then it's just, uh, exaggeration. We don't say that it is a real, we don't say that it's a real Tanai. And therefore, Says the, uh, says, says Rabbi Yehuda Batema that it's not a tonight, you could just disregard it. And the Tosas Rid and the Rift there add on, which, if he says, If you fly in the, uh, you fly in the air. As of Yosef Engel, who lived a hundred years ago, in the Gilyone Ashas there, Af Shemavuar Bimedrish, Sha Alexander Mokton also came. What do you mean? Alexander Mokton went up in the air. He lived before airplanes, right? We go in hot air balloons, right? We go up into the hot air balloons. And we might add planes. We might add spaceships. Still, the language that we can assume is if you go up by yourself. Like a bird. And therefore, that doesn't count. The Efshar says the Chashukechemed Mestama. The same thing would apply now too. Veniachol and Gobakis. I can't touch you in the normal way. I can't touch you like I can't touch normal, you know, things today. I'm not wearing a spacesuit. If I'm recovers baod, I still can't touch the moon. I still can't touch the moon, and nobody's going to argue with that. And therefore, if somebody, we still can say that what we say in Kiddush Lavana, and if somebody makes a tznai like that, it still would be considered a tznai that would be unable to be fulfilled. And now we get to the last parsha in Sefer Bamidbar, in Sefer Chumash HaPakudim, before we get to Mishnah Torah next week, and that is parsha's Masay. The beginning of Masay starts off, these are the Masos. These are the journeys. These are the places where B'nai Yisrael travel through beyond Moshe the Aharon. Even though Moshe Aaron Cohen had already died, but these are the Masos. Moshe wrote them. And it's clear that these, these Tsukim are very verbose. It seems to be repetitive. Moshe wrote the Motsa'ehem Lamasehem, and these are the Masehem Lamotsa'ehem. What exactly are meant by those words? Besides the general question of why the Maso was written. So why the Maso's were written, we know. Rashi tells us, and the Ramban expands upon it. Why do we have to know? That's what Rashi speaks about. Chasti Hashem. Rashi tells us, Lama Nechtibu Amasaos Halalu. What do we have to know all these Maso's for? To review. To show us the chesed of Hashem, midbar in the punishment, even though that we were going to have to move around in the midbar for forty years. Don't think they were traveling all the time. Don't think they kept having to schlep. 40 years, they didn't have any menucha. No. There were 42 masos on the list. That's it. 14 of them were in the first year. That gets us down to 28. 
Fine. And then, Vaod Otsei Misham Ches Masos and Eight Masos that were after Misas Aaron, from Har to Arvos Moab. Nimsa, says Rashi, you do the math, Shekol Shmonev Shloshim Shana. All 38 years, Lo Nasu Ella Esrim Masos. 38 years, they moved 20 times. And they moved surrounded by the Anan, surrounded by the by uh, getting the Man, the Chulu. So number one, why do we have the Masos? To know the number. To know the number of them when they took place, it was a chesed that they didn't have to, we didn't have to walk to, to, uh, too often. And then Rashi quotes Medrash Rabbi Tanchuma, who quotes the other pshat that we know Rashi quotes, Mashal Amelech, Shoyibn Ocholeb, Olichlomakam Rachalur Aposo, a king, took his son to a distant land in order to get healed from a sickness. Kiva Chayuchosur, on the way back, the father said, This is where we slept, and this is where we this, and this is where we that. To remind the son of all the great things that happened. So we also we remember all of the things that happened uh, along the way with Hakadosh Baruch There are those that say there's a halachic reason why the, why the Masos are listed. There is an Isser uh, listed later on in Sefer Devarim. The Isser of returning to Mitzrayim, maybe even living in Mitzrayim, depending on how you ask. But again, the major question is: many great rabbis, many great Jewish communities were in Mitzrayim, and Alexandria, and the Radvaz, and the Rambam, and many. So some suggest, some suggest there is one day in the Mefarshim that maybe the Isra is only going back the same exact way that we came. And that's what we need to know from the Masos, which way we came, so we know what the Isra is to go back. Okay, that's a more limited view of why. The Ramban also discusses this, as we know. The Ramban gives his own shot uh, based on Rashi, and then the Ramban quotes the Moranavuchim, quotes the Rambam. That we have to know that it was miraculous. Don't think that we were anywhere near any type of civilization. Not true. We weren't near anything. And yet, ah, right, and it's the way of people to minimize miracles. And this is, amazingly, ironically, the Rambam talking. The Rambam, who always tries to rationalize what he can, here he says, this is written in order to show the whole world for history that it was not rational. I'm sorry, I didn't give you the Ramban again. We did it a number of years ago. But the, uh, I'm just reading it. But he tells us we know exactly where these places are. We're not near anything. Kodesh Baruch Hu knows uh, exactly where he took us and he wants us to remember these places as well. So that's all in terms of the general question. But what about the Eila Motsa'ehem Lamasa'ehem? What does that mean? What is that uh, phrase? And it's repeated. So we discussed a couple of years ago the Klayakar, the Klayakar's Pshad. This year we'll see it through the eyes of the Ksava Kabbalah, who always focuses on the words and brings the words to life in our understanding. Pirshuhu Mikomosh Sheyatsu Misham So means the places where we left to the places where we went to. Right, that's the simple interpretation. But for Abu Seinu Amru, he quotes Chazal, he quotes the Medrash that Rashi quotes with the father returning. Lidivrehem. But according to that pshat, according to the pshat of the father saying to the son, this is where A, this is where, this is where we slept, this is where we ate. So what does this phrase mean according to that pshat? Motsa'ehem lamasehem. Lidivrehem nir'eh. I think, says Rav Mecklenburg, shapirshu motsa'ehem inyin mikre. Motzayem means occurrences, not dafka where we came out from. That's a simple shot. Where we went out to where we went to. No. It means what found us. 
Right, Motsoy Ham, right? Akobi de Shemayim, Chutzmi Yira Shemayim. Right? Well, how we react is in our control. But so many things in life are not. So, what happened to them? Motsoy Ham. Kamoas Kolha Motsa Os Osam. As Yeshua Perak Beis, right? As the, the Moraglim described to Rachav. As Kolatz Asher Mitsa Asnu. In Parshas Yisro. Described to Yisro. Everything that happened to them. Mitsa Asnu. To Kefiha Nira. As it appears to me, I think, says the Ksava Kabbalah, Kal Oson Mekomos, Hamasaos, Shehuskuba Parshazu, Lohayu Mekomos Ayishuv. These places were not, um, settled. They weren't populated, as the Rambam said. Me'edus, Hakasuv, like the Pasuk says later on, a Molicha, Babidra, Goldavanor, Nacha, Sarva, Akrov, Lomakam, Zeratate, Rimon. It wasn't places that were inhabited. That's why the Rambam, as we just read in the quote of the Ramban, this is why it's here. It's places that is uh, totally uninhabited, uninhabited people, uninhabited from uh, from animals, nothing. Nobody can live there. Line 13. Me calls them avuar, shashemos makomos. So it wasn't like these places had names beforehand. It was just desert. They didn't have specific names. So what are these names? He calls them Mavur, Shashemos, Makomos, Hamasos. These names that are listed here, Enon, Shemos, Atzamim, Shalemikodem. These weren't the names that they had originally. Means when they went back. And all the occurrences that happened in these places, that then formed the names for these places. And from then on, they were known as those names, and that's how we know them today. What happened when B'nai Yisrael encamped there? Like, like, I think all of these, I mean, of course, the Tagamir Zabanuziel goes through every one of these and describes the event that took place there. We know some of them Rashi goes through. But he says, that's what the Pazak says. Moshe. Moshe wrote the Motsoehem. He wrote the Motsoehem, and that became the name of the place. He wrote down all the things that happened at the different places. This Pasuk is a title for what is going to follow. Moshe wrote all the occurrences. What are those occurrences? Sukos, Asam, Right, all of the ones, Dafka, Alush, Rafidim, whatever, we don't know exactly what these mean. We have to look at the Targum Yonasam and Uziel. So the Kavakola gives us an insight. These weren't names that Beisov happened to pass through these, through these places. And like Rashi's Mashal, they said, oh, this is where we went, this is where we went, this is where we went. No, these places didn't have names on the way down. But on the way, when Moshe Rabbeinu is, I shouldn't say on the way down, on the way back, but when Moshe Rabbeinu is reviewing them here in Parshas Masay, he labels them with names based on what occurred. That's Motsa'ehem Lemasehem. Moshe wrote down what happened, Lemasehem, and therefore gave them the names, the Elen. Here they are, the Elemasehem Lemotsa'ehem. Good. Next. Lamed He Yud Aleph, towards the end of our Sefer. We have Perak Lamedhe, we have the Ari Miklot, one of the places in the Torah where Ari Miklot comes up. The first part of this we mentioned a number of years ago, but let's add to it. Right, the Allah is if somebody kills Bishogig, as we know as described in Misachas Makos, 
They go to an Ir Mikwat, a city of refuge. Says the Rabbeinu Bachai, as we know, if they are Chayat, they did it at Bamezid, they can't. Only if they did it at Bishogig. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, Vahadin Hazeh Yoreh. What does the din of Are Mikla teach me? Vahadin Hazeh Yoreh, Shahalev Iker Ha'adam. It teaches me how much Kavana and Machshava play a role in our lives. The Iker Kola Mitzvos, the Kola Averos, the Iker Mitzvos and Averos. Okay, give me Yotze or do it without it. But what we're thinking means so much. The Alkenu Nanash Begolus Velomimisa. He doesn't get killed if he kills somebody by accident. He gets galus His heart wasn't in it. The body and the mind have to be together to get killed. If that applies by Averos, says Rabbeinu Bachai, Kalvachomer by mitzvos. The kain leinian a mitzvos hakol talui believe shemas a mitzvah alone is kavin ba believe la sos l'shem shemayim ein lo schar mizeh. Okay, maybe mitzvos ein tzrichas kavana, but ein odome. The schar is not the same. She itzarich adam. She is chavin be mitzvos la sos l'shem shemayim. How much we could understand if averos aren't the same if they're not done with kavana. Mitzvos kalvachomer are not the same if they're not done with kavana. And that's what we have to recognize when we do our mitzvahs. And in the Sefer Lissanik Vesanugim, he quotes a couple of stories in the related issues. He quotes Rav Shraga Faival Mendelovitz, one of the founders of, uh, of Torah in America, and uh, he once said, Pam Kshaman Arav Mendelovitz He was about to give a shear. His bar, Shachasir Sheba Kobos Yeshiva, there were two chairs that were, that were short. So there were two people that were standing in the back. He said, you know, you two, why don't you, why don't you go get chairs? When you go get the chairs, so they go in, they get the chairs, they open their chairs, they sit down, he starts screaming at them, he says, you guys just had an opportunity for something amazing. They're like, what? You each could have brought the other one their chair. You didn't have to get your own chair and you would have made the same act into a Maisa Chesed. Imagine the opportunity that you just had. Unbelievable. Or the Chavetz Chaim was once went to a pharmacist in Rodin, and he says to the pharmacist, I'm Mekana you. He said, what do you mean I'm Mekana you? Why are you Mekana me? What are you jealous of? He says, I'm jealous all day. You're working all day. You're, you're, you're helping people get better. You're doing chesed. You're figuring out how to get them back on their feet, and then they can learn Torah, and then they can live their lives. And then, as the Ramam writes in Uchos Deos, if somebody doesn't have a healthy body, they don't have a, a mind to focus on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Chavetz Chaim awoken, awoken this this pharmacist, he just goes through his business. What does he do? No, every little act, every little act that is done, it, it could mean so much if we just think about it. He doesn't quote it. There's another story that's told about the Chavetz Chaim. I've seen it elsewhere where the Chavetz Chaim is uh, with, a, with somebody and they're on a wagon and they get to wherever they're going, their destination. And then what happens? They get off the wagon. And after they get off the wagon, the guy pays the driver. And the Chavetz Chaim looks at him and says, you know What? The Chavetz Chaim is looking at him sternly. So he says, what were you thinking when you, when you paid the driver? What were you thinking? What was going through your mind when you paid him? Could you imagine? You fulfilled the mitzvah of paying a worker on time. You fulfilled the mitzvah of doing chesed, giving this guy a tip. You fulfilled so many things. Or were you just thinking, I paid, I paid the wagon driver. We have to realize that almost everything we do is could be filled if we have kavana. We could fill it with meaning. We could fill it with, with uh, significance. And that is what we learn from Ari Miklat, according to Rabbeinu Bachai. Rabbeinu Bachai says, if Averis done Shaloba Kavana, are so, uh, the Kavana plays such a role. Mitzvah's Kalvachomer, we have to realize, plays such a role as well. 
Okay, one final thought on the parsha that relates to the last pasuk in the parsha. The last pasuk tells us, "Ela hamitzvos vahamishpatim asher tiva Hashem biyad Moshe." These are the mitzvos of the mishpatim that Hashem commanded Moshe of Bnei Yisrael. Ba'arvos Moav al Yarden Yerech. On Arvos Moav, they are not now at the end of the journey. Arvos Moav. Says the Nitziv, it's interesting to compare this Pasuk to the last Pasuk in Sefer Vayikra. Sounds pretty similar, right? Before we say Chazak, Chazak. What is that last Pasuk in Vayikra? Elah mitzvos asher tziva Hashem es Moshe el b'nei Yisrael Sinai. Okay, Harsinai and Arvas Moav are interchanged, but there's another word that's different. There it says Elah mitzvos. Here it says Elah mitzvos mishpatim. What's the additional Word mishpatim. Ask the Nitziv. We have a lot of mishpatim in Vayikra too. We have a lot of dinimamanis in, in, in Vayikra. So why dafka at the end of Bamidbar, by Arvas Moab, we have mitzvos vaha mishpatim, while earlier we just have mitzvos. Says the Nitziv. What does mishpatim mean? Mitzvos mean, according to the Nitziv, mitzvos that we got from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Mishpatim are halachos that we darshin using the Yud Gimomidos. Mishpatim mashbakan chakiros ayotos biyurgim omidos kideisa b'sanhedrin. As that says in source fifteen, kipali mimchadar v'la mishpat. If something is hidden from you, a mishpat, go to the bezdin. What do you mean? What happened? By Har Sinai, the Gemara tells us in the Darim, Moshe Rabbeinu was the only one that was given the power to darshan, the power to learn things out between the lines of the Torah. Lo nitin derech hakiros el l'Moshe u'lazaro. Only by Arvos Moav, Moshe Rabbeinu, what is he going to do here? Ho'il be'er, Moshe be'er. Ha'torah de derech pilpo v'chakiros. He's giving us, the, he's giving all of Kla Yisrael and the 70 elders the power of drasha. So that is why at the end of Vayikra, it says only mitzvos. But here all of a sudden by Arvos Moav, it says mishpatim. Dekvartziv Hashem gamel mitzvos v'gamel mishpatim. And that's what it adds Another difference, Biyad Moshe, El B'nei Yisrael. What did it say at the end of Vayikra? It just says, Es Moshe, El B'nei Yisrael. Biyad Moshe, Moshe played a role. Mashmo Divrei Kabbalah. Right, it was in his hand that he gave us that power. The power of darshaning and interpreting the Torah, not just getting it as Makamblim, but also taking part and being part of the halachic process. This is also related, this special gift that we have, the, um, there's a safer I have at home, Ma'ore Mo'adim, Lebe's Brisk. So there, there the, the, uh, the, the question is asked, famous question, the Gemara Mesech Shabbos, Da Peches, where the Malachim were fighting, they didn't want Moshe to take the, to take the Torah. Hashem says, no, Moshe, you answer them. Moshe says, I'm scared. Hold on to the Gizya Covenant. What do you mean? I'm scared. I'm nervous. Says the, says the, uh, say the, says Moshe Rabbeinu. So Moshe Rabbeinu tells them, keep it up aim at, uh, the, Kina, Taiva, Kavid, the Lotirzach, Lotinov, right? All of the Aserah Zadibros. And they say, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Then all the Mepharshim ask, what was their Havamina? Of course the Torah doesn't apply to them. So what exactly were they thinking? What was the Havamina? So explains the Beis HaLevi and expanded upon that. That the Malachim knew that they couldn't live the Torah. But you know what they wanted? They wanted the Kalach to darshan the Torah. They wanted the Tanug to be involved in the Torah, to be Machadish in the Torah. Torah. That's what they yearned for. And Moshe Rabbein, that's what right, the middle column. That's what they wanted. Says the Beis Halevi, and says the, this Moriah Modem. So what was the answer then? What did Moshe answer them? 
Moshe answered them that, oh, what do you mean? Well, share some of sin up? Okay, you live it, but we'll darshan it. What's the answer? The answer is no. You only get the koach to darshan if you're living it. Only if it's lasos, then you can darshan the halachos. Right? That's a prerequisite. You can't just, can't just darshan it and not be committed to it like the malachim would have been. That's what he answers. Lo sirsach, lo sinav, It's the maizim. And this is even the shot of a medrash, he says, on the left side, that the malachim started celebrating by chayta egal. Why would they be celebrating? Because maybe they thought that if B'nai Yisrael aren't fulfilling the Torah, Maybe it'll come back to us. Maybe we'll have the koach hadrush, the koach to interpret the Torah, the koach to create our own understandings in the Torah. And that, Kodesh Baruch Hu said otherwise, no, it's given to Am Yisrael, I'm going to forgive them, and they're going to continue with the luchosh niyos. But either way, says the Hamikdavar, says the Nitziv, that's what's alluded to in the one word that was added at the end of my midbar, different than what was added at the end of, that was not, that was left out at the end of, uh, Vayikra, also the Biyad. So we have the Mishpatim, we have the Biyad, and this is the power, the power of Torah Shabbat the power, the special covenant Hashem made, as the Gemara says in Gittin. The special covenant we have with the Kodesh was on the Torah Shabbat the Koach Hadrush of Darshaning the Torah, which will be Zochet in our own way, to have a Sein Chalkeinu Besorah Secha, to Darshan, to interpret, to understand the Torah in the unique way that each of us uh, can. And Be'er Hashem, we should bring Nachas to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazek, the end of my Midbar. Be'er Hashem, next week we pick up with Parshas Devarim.